In September, the Centers for Disease Control continued its health emergency moratorium for renters, evictions, and home mortgage foreclosures due to the pandemic forcing business shutdowns and or severely limiting operations. This moratorium is set to expire on March 31st. Greetings again. I'm Adam Morgan. With vaccine distribution now in full swing, coupled with another round of economic rescue funds expected this month from Congress and President Biden, it is unknown whether another evictions foreclosures moratorium will be issued or extended. Therefore, cities and counties are preparing to receive an avalanche of filings from landlords and lien holders who have not been paid for months. To support its residents to prepare themselves in the event of eviction or foreclosure, in January, three City of Denver agencies began hosting a series of virtual town halls on the foreclosure eviction process on financial resources which may be available to assist and the additional options for housing. Partnering to host the town hall series, which are free and run monthly until June, are the Denver Clerk and Recorder's Office, the Denver Housing Authority, and the Office of Financial Empowerment and Protection. As Denver is both a city and county, the clerk's office will be handling the case filings. The Denver City Clerk and Recorder is Mr. Paul Lopez. It's been a year since, um, you know, the first few cases landed up in Colorado, and uh, we, you know, I had just, you know, finished a 24-hour shift over in in the elections division uh, with our uh, presidential primary. Uh, this time last year, and unbehold, un, 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 I mean, unannounced to me, I, I the whole time, I somewhere I picked up some bug, and it most likely was COVID, and put me on my backside for about a for about a couple weeks. And you know, during that time, you know, we went into um, a, uh, a a pretty challenging year, and within a week, two weeks in March. We, I had let uh, the rest of the state know and the public know that we were going to suspend all in-person transactions. And um, we put our heads together, right? These are things that you normally do in person. You come in and get married. Couples stand in front of our little arches here. And, you know, people come yeah. in with their big plats for their uh, development, for, you know, for things like that, about zoning um, information. You know, uh, people come in. Uh, to file deeds of trust, uh, veterans come in to get a hold of their uh, uh, release documents. Um, people come in to record documents. People come in to cure, uh, uh, you know, foreclosures. There's so much that we do um, that's in person. So within four yeah. days of us closing the office, or not closing, but suspending the in-person Activity. We were able to get everybody home with a laptop um, and working remotely uh, wow. and able to do the people's business um, without a, a, a backup uh, with a, a workload, without a interruption of service. And, you know, coming back, you know, half and half, we had half of the people in, in house, half at home. And to the point where I think the majority of uh, time last year, our people were still here in the office, wow. even throughout wow. the entire pandemic. To this day, I'm in my office um, with my crew, and we cycle them mm-hmm. through, right? We make sure that people can uh, uh, work from home, 
come in the office, go back and forth so we, that we limit the number of people in any given office. And from what I know, we've had a very small number of, of, of positive infections. And, you know, I couldn't prove it back when because they didn't have any tests uh, when I was sick. But yeah, sure. you know, based off of the based off of the lingering issue that I have now. So and I have to brag. Not only did they deliver, not only did they continue, uh, uh, continue uh, uh, government and what's expected from us uh, by the people, but we also contributed $2.3 million into the general fund, into the city's general fund at a time where our budget citywide tanked, right? Wow. To the point where, you know, now that, you know, employees are, are taking furloughs again in 2021, our office generated $2.3 million on top of what it normally Jeez. does. So we, we went to bat. And these are, these are great public servants here. They have to be, and I salute you for the leadership you give them because you all had to do some very creative thinking for the intakes you had to do. The other stuff had to be signed. You know, it's for your high degree of public contact, not to mention keeping the other parts of government uh, supported, like city council meetings and recording that kind of thing. Y'all had to do some real creative thinking to make that happen. So, you know, big time Denver Mile High salute to the clerk and recorder's office. That is, that's for sure. Hey, you know, hey, you know I, got, I have a great deputy and, and, and Vicky Ortega and I got just great staff. And, you know, our, our, you know, our comms folks, you know, went to work changing the website up and figuring out how we get the message out through social media. Um, yeah. You know, our elections team coming off of an election. And still in the midst of the election cycle, because we had to do the risk-limiting audit and everything else, uh, we were still oh, yeah. overseas audits when when all this was going down. So our, our our first laptops, our first set of laptops, came from elections, right? Right mm. after the state primary, or not the state. I'm sorry, right after the presidential primary. Right. Those laptops, some of those laptops, not not the ones that we used to voting, but the, some of the laptops that we have in elections were able to go to the recording side um, yeah. and, uh, and and be utilized for, you know, remote services. So it took a team effort and, you know, having, you know, our, our tech guy in the, in, the, in the elections division and our tech guy here put their heads together and say, okay, how do we make this happen? It happened so seamlessly you know, to this day, we're, we're, we're actually marrying people virtually. I'm looking at some of my folks out here. I'm seeing their screens, and there's people getting married virtually. Virtual uh, weddings. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's, you know, it, to the, I, those, are some, those are some things that we learn from the pandemic that we're able to, you know, perhaps keep permanent. And the thing about it, I'm glad that you went into detail about it because the general public always has this, this misnomer that public employees don't do much. They're just bureaucrats coming up with rules to get in the way. But the bottom line is those professionals like you have there, they're the ones that keep the country running. You know, I mean, I love my politicians and elected officials like yourselves, but you guys are only in term for a while, you know, but they're the ones that are there day after day, week after week, month after month. They're the ones that make America work. And so they the are, leadership yeah. you give that team is, is got to be saluted to them. That is no doubt about that. 
I couldn't agree more, and I think you said it eloquently. That is 100% fact. These folks yeah. are uh, in the trenches, and I would follow a soldier in the trenches uh, than I would a general right out of uh, West Point. Um, here I am with our folks, you know, in the, watching them in the trenches and watching them do their thing. And I got to tell you, um, a lot of them are Denver residents. Yeah. Um, and they are also the people. Mm-hmm. And that's the beautiful thing about, you know, public servants. They are the people. Uh, we, I tend to remind folks that we can't third party ourselves from the people. We are the people doing the people's work. <laughs> we are the people. It's that much more. It's, it's that much more important. And that's where it's at, man. That local government. You, it's where the rubber meets the road. Speaking of the people's work, uh, the uh, clerk's office, your office, has been heading up or at least coordinating a uh, series of town hall meetings to help uh, with potential foreclosures or evictions, which may be coming up. We were looking at the, the Centers for Disease Control's uh, moratorium may be expiring on March 31st. Well, I can't say maybe it's going to expire, but it can be extended but I don't see anything where it's going to be extended, and you all may have a, a ton of case filings then. Could you tell us how the town hall concept idea came through to help uh, the citizens who may be faced with eviction or foreclosure? What we what we can only focus on is, is, is the foreclosure process, and that's okay. I happen to be the only public trustee slash clerk or the only clerk who's also a public trustee in the state. Um, most Public trustees are affiliated with the treasurer, the elected treasurer, because Denver is a city and county. Um, it's an amalgamation of both. And so our job is essentially to be the umpire, right, um, right. or the referee on the field, making sure that the, uh, the, the, the playing field is level for Denver residents that are going through the foreclosure process and making sure that the rules are equal um, and that the process is overseen by the public. In other states mm-hmm. and entities, it's a third-party private process, um, and it's not governed by the public, or it's not overseen by the public. Here, it's different. This goes back to old, you know, old-school Denver days and people swindling each other out of their out of their property. Not to say that that doesn't happen now. I mean, I, yeah. I came out of being a councilman. I've seen this that, that kind of crap happen. But we can't take sides or or give legal advice. We just make sure that the the process is fair and that it's transparent and people know what that process is. It can get complicated. Ah, I could tell you, I tell you what, uh, people get that foreclosure notice in the mail or it's posted on their door and they think that's the end and they give up hope and they walk away. Well, there's so many different um, things you can do um, and different steps in the process that a person should be aware of. So knowing that and knowing that, you know, you know, we play the role of referee. Um, we, we partnered up with other area, other departments in the city uh, to, to, to create these town halls to educate people about that process and, and work right. with our partners that are folks that have resources and are those folks that can connect people who are struggling during the pandemic this was born out of our. Um, uh, it was born out of a concept that I brought to this office when I was elected. And let's let's actually have 
outreach and engagement that not only focuses on the election during election season, getting people out to vote and getting people to understand the, the voting process, but also um, in the off season, well, you know, there is no off season for, for democracy. I and mean, we're always registering people to vote and encouraging people to learn our process. But at the same time, while we're out there, let's also educate people about the foreclosure process. Right. And so that's what we're doing. We're having a series of town halls that people can attend, ask questions, and we just do, uh, um, a, we've had a series of them. Uh, one will be in a Vietnamese, another one in Spanish. We've had, you know, invited different partners to the table. It is a, a great resource for folks who may be experiencing that later on. I'm glad there's a moratorium. I'm, I'm going to yes. put that out there. Uh, you're talking to a kid who uh, went to, uh, you know, uh, four different elementary schools, two middle schools, you know, and moved, yes. you know, to 23, 24 times in my whole life. Right. As a kid, mm-hmm. I understand what it's like to be disrupted in terms of, of, of not having a, a permanent home to live in. Right. So it is a heck of a resource. And I we really encourage people to, to, to pay attention to, to our schedule and to tune in. We record them, too, so that folks can watch them later at their leisure. Our guest on this edition is Mr. Paul Lopez, Denver City Clerk and Recorder. We'll continue our conversation with him on our next edition. For renters, should you receive a 10-day notice from your landlord or homeowners receiving a combined letter, you both should contact the Office of Financial Empowerment and Protection at 720-944-2498. That's 720-944-2498 or via email at fec at denvergov.org. That's fec at denvergov.org. A navigator will direct you to the appropriate resources for renters or homeowners for assistance. I'm Adam Morgan. Do keep in touch. Stay in your game. Mask up and stay six feet from others when going out. And we appreciate you sharing a few moments of your weekend with us.